This is Derek Moyer, and welcome to the Freedom Fighter Podcast. So, welcome back, guys, to the Freedom Fighter Podcast. I've got my mucker from another mother. <laughs> the, the one and only Martin Luther, I mean Martin King. <laughs> How are you doing, Martin, boy? Hi, I'm good, Derek, and I wish I had a pound every time I had their that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, <clears throat> well, I hope, I know you've just got as much power well, you've just got as much to say. <laughs> so, thanks for joining us again, mate. Um, looking forward to digging a wee bit deeper today on this series, Fight to Win. And it just feels like we've barely even started. Because last week, um, I think we both, well, I certainly came to a realisation, you did as well, but mine's was the things that I'm talking about here, this is why I've had a restraint. The things I'm talking about are revealed, they have to be revealed by the spirit. Because um, we can hear these things, but not really know them. Mm-hmm. We can hear them and not really see them. And and, and it can just be this, uh, you know, we're, we're, we're just, we're just receive, understanding them with, with, a, with, a, with, our own under, with our own worldly perspective. Mm-hmm. And so I'm really excited about getting into this session today on the eyes to see. The eyes to see. So we'll just open up with a bit of prayer. So Father, we just worship you. We thank you that you, uh, your heart towards us, your will towards us is freedom. That you died to set us free. You died to give us abundant life, life that's full, life that's overflowing, it's it's uh, free, it's well, it's victorious. We trust you that that's the kind of life that you died to give us. So we pray the day as we discuss these things, the eyes to see, we pray for eyes to see. We pray mm-hmm. for that spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of you. We pray, God, that each person would have of Veils removed, um, the blinkers removed, sight to see these spiritual realities that change everything. So we ask this in agreement today, in Jesus' mighty name. So I'm just going to set the stage, mate. Read a, I'll just read a wee scripture. I sent, sent, talk back and forth about these things during the week, but so my first or second pastor quoted 1 Corinthians 2 to me. And he quoted verse 9, and he said, No eye has seen, nor his ear heard, nor has it entered into the heart of man, the things which God has prepared for them who love him. So, that's where he finished. But for years it kind of left this impression in me that, you know, nobody's actually ever seen it or heard, or actually it's never entered into our, our hearts. You know, nobody knows then. Nobody's seen it, nobody's heard it, nobody's, it's never entered into somebody's heart. Things that God has prepared for us, that those who love him. 
But then when I started reading the context of the full chapter, that all changed. Because the a, a newer translation really captures it in our modern language so we can understand it better. I'll just read for you the passion. Things that have never been discovered or heard of before. Things beyond our ability to imagine. These are the many things God has in store for all of his lovers. But God now unveils these profound realities to us by his spirit. Yes, he has revealed to us his inmost heart and deepest mysteries through the Holy Spirit, who constantly explores all things. After all, who can really see any a person's heart and mind and know his hidden impulses and thoughts, except from that uh, person's spirit? So as we God, his thoughts and secrets are only fully understood by his spirit, the spirit of God. And we did not receive the spirit of this world system, but we received the spirit of God so that we might come to understand and experience all that grace has lavished upon us. Another way of saying is the things that God we have inherited as, as his sons and daughters. And we articulate these realities with the words imparted to us by the spirit and not with the words taught by human wisdom. We join together spirit revealed truths with spirit revealed words. Someone living on an entirely human level rejects the revelations of God's spirit, for they make no sense to him. He can't understand the revelations of the spirit because they are only discovered by the illumination of the spirit. Mm. And so just a, a few of these points that it's his spirit. This no eye has seen, nor his ear heard, nor has it entered into the heart of man. It's his spirit that unveils. We need his spirit to unveil the profound, profound realities of his inheritance what belongs to us as his sons and daughters. And we need his spirit to do that. It says he reveals his inmost heart and deepest mysteries to us by his spirit. Because it's only God's spirit that fully understands his thoughts and his secrets. Just like it's only us that can know what we're really thinking. The hidden thoughts or impulses we've got. So we didn't receive the spirit of the world, but we received God's spirit so that we might come to understand and experience all that his grace has lavished upon us. And so, and it finishes, you know, somebody living on an entirely human level rejects the revelations of God's spirit because they make no sense to him. We can't understand them because these, these are only discovered by the illumination of the spirit. So my, my desire to share on this fight and to win, that explains my experience to a T. Couldn't say it any better. <laughs> you could actually just say that. That's it. That's part, one, part three. <laughs> because I was praying when I was younger, and I was praying, when I, I, I had read a book with Kenneth Hagin on the Believer's Authority, and I heard him say that he was preaching for 16 years or something, 15 years, 16 years, and then he started praying the prayer of Paul in Ephesians 1, which is basically similar to 1 Corinthians 2 there, 
praying that God would unveil, would give him the spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of God, that he would reveal the deep and intimate uh, thoughts and secrets of God to him, that the eyes of his understanding would be illuminated and enlightened, that he would then have the eyes to see. So I heard that, I read that, and I prayed that. Tried to copy him, but but what in reality, I never even noticed this. It wasn't until last week that when I was talking to you, I realised you didn't see that. You didn't see what I was saying. We weren't on the same page. But then it came to me that I realised, well, that's because these things were revealed. They need to be revealed by the Spirit to each soul. And uh, so my experience was I was praying that, Ephesians 1 prayer, and then I received this absolutely profound, I've got, I've got a lot of these, but this one specifically was around how do I fight and win? That's the question I was asking. Open up my eyes to see how do I fight and win? And then I received this revelation. Before we move on beyond that, tell, share this, your, your experience this week, Martin, about this revelation or understanding about how it, I need to have the eyes to see these things. Oh. It's quite, it's quite a lot because it's been most of my life, Derek. To, to summarise it up, it's quite quick. It maybe be quite difficult, but when we spoke last week, we spoke about the the uncomfortableness I had when we went away at the weekend, uh, and I, I thought it was coming for for core beliefs. It was coming for core beliefs, but it all started with a tattoo. All started. I've got a tattoo in my arm. I've got a, a bit of devil up at the the top of my shoulder, and it brought me my, my arm, I've got a, a heaven and hell, but as you can see when I've got my t-shirt, it, it's the word hell, you know, and I come under sheer attack for that, because I was reminded who I was, or who I, I have always been, but I wasn't, I wasn't living at a, a place of spirit, I was still living at the place of brokenness, a shame, this is who I am, uh, and this is you 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 don't you cover that up the full weekend for 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 the shame. So the thoughts that are coming up to you were, oh, what will people think? Uh huh. Yeah. When they see that tattoo, and you were only piecing it together like I got this tattoo years ago when I was even when they, when they was there, <laughs> really. Uh, but it was that thought came that led to shame, that led to you know fear. And then from there, what happened? And for there, was the, the full weekend was, uh, I come under that full weekend, I, I don't belong, shouldn't be there. So I had quite an uncomfortable time and I never received a lot because of this internal dialogue that was going on. And that spiritual, that, that spiritual eyes that you see, that I've been lacking that. Because in quiet time, uh, but just before we come on, uh, I, I thought the the the, the Waverley, the, the paddle steamer, the Waverley, and I was like, it's that all about? But then I, I thought about a guy rowing a boat with one hand, and then I thought, remember the boats that you go, you pedaled when you're younger, but if you only pedaled one way, they've been running circles. And that's what I felt that I've done the majority in my Christian life and my Christian walk. I've been running circles. Because these spiritual truths have eluded me. I've put the work in, like rowing that boat with one hand and my works and in my thoughts and in my 
Uh, my mental life, I need to get this, I need to get this. But all I've really been doing, and it's been really came to light the last couple of weeks, I've really been going around in circles because I've no delved deeper into the spiritual truth that speaks about in Corinthians and it speaks about in Ephesians. I've glossed over them because I need to get the information and I need to work this to get it. And that's been most of my Christian life. I've worked like that. I mean, it, it was so profound to see, you know, that if I, if I share out of the, the revelation that I received 30 years ago in a dream, I, I, what happened to you over that weekend, when you look at it through the eyes of that, that insight, it makes perfect sense. I, I met a guy this week, a guy who's been a, 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 you know, he's been an alcoholic for years. He was a school friend of mine. And he came and he was absolutely, his mind was utterly frantic and disturbed. I can't get it, I can't get it, I can't get it. This is his words. He was saying, I've tried everything. I can't get it. I've tried everything. I suppose that's not true. Stopped him right in his dead in his tracks. And, uh, you know, from the conversation, you know, everything he has tried, just a bit like me for years, prior to me receiving this revelation, I would have dreams. And in those dreams, I was shooting a gun at my enemy and the bullet was missing him all the time. Or I would be punching enemy and the and the and the punch went right by the face, beating the air. Paul said about that in 1 Corinthians 9. So, you know, th this sense for this guy was he has came to feel helpless because he feels like everything he's doing is making it worse. And, and uh, the, we spoke about last week, without the proper context, without the, 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 the context meaning the circumstances that formed the setting, you know, knowing what the, what the, the uh, you know, what this is all about, knowing what is coming against me. Uh, Bible talks about, do not, we've not to be ignorant of our enemies' devices or plans or tactics or strategies with not to be ignorant of his devices, because when we are, we're going to just be like having a blindfold on, having a fight. So when when uh, when when you told me those things, and I'm looking at it through the eyes of what was revealed to me, that we have an enemy, an enemy that, that was brilliant, because I, I had such joy knowing I woke up knowing this is an enemy I know I could batter. So I, I, a guy who was in my class at school, I knew I was harder than him in the physical, but he had a big mouth. That was his main weapon. He could talk. And he would be accusing, he would be threatening, he would be suggesting. And when I let his thoughts and suggestions in, I get weaker. Mm -hmm. And that was partly what you had last week in the vision of the sinking sand. When I let that first thought in the door, and I open the window and let it in, or I let the door leave the door open, let it in, that, I, 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 you know, I'm, I, I'm, I'm, the way I start fighting for the end is it's already in, so I'm sinking. The shame's already in you. You know, you with a tattoo. The, you know, you, you you know that's terrible. What people think, uh, you know, all that stuff that goes on, and then and then you, you sink in that place uh, instead of record, you know, being able to recognise. Oh, wait a minute, that that thought. Where's that? What's where's that came from? What's that? What's that attacking? How's that? How am I getting attacked there at this weak point? 
So we'll get to all that. But but yeah, the first part was the eyes to see. Because see, without that, we all fight a losing battle, just like me, for years, beating the air, shooting at my target, and that really communicated, you're not directing your efforts successfully. So just like this boy the other day there, tried everything, I'm not getting it. The way you're directing your efforts has led to this absolute disturbance and confusion and and instability. Um, the need then to have our eyes open to what's going on so that we can fight and win. We can direct our efforts to successfully hit this enemy right in the fucking nose. You know, and I, I mean, what was communicated to me for years, I, I was under a teacher that I listened to, I didn't meet the guy, but I was listening to him and I and I had this other dream, and he was tying the enemy up in knots. And while he was doing that, I ran up and punched him. But it was it was it was it was truth revealed to me that I understood. I understood. It gave me hope. It gave me encouragement because I was learning. Here's how this enemy fights. I was under somebody who understood it and who wasn't intimidated, who wasn't scared, who wasn't who, who knew how who, who knew how to defend and how to attack and win. You know, and that's that that is the cry, especially for us males, when we feel I'm fighting a bit losing battle against this habit, against this addiction, against this mental health problem, against this shame, whatever, whatever area it is that we get harassed in. Mm-hmm. You know, we're needing to know how do I attack this, how do I strengthen this weak point? Because it's we are getting attacked at certain points for a reason, because they are weak, they're liable to break and give way under pressure. Or when a wee bit of uh, a wee bit of accusation or intimidation or temptation, you know, around these things, but we're, we're, we're liable to yield and cave in. So they things need to be strengthened. So we will get to that. But Martin, you might just respond respond to, to that. Anything coming up? <clears throat> I remember we went to a retreat in you, Linda Shaw. Shot a wee kind of toy gun at you with the darts and stuck on you. Yeah, you know, they just stuck on you, you know. Well, if you've not got these spiritual truths, you know, these things don't come off. And they don't just stick on you. When you've already got someone, you just gather mare. And you just gather mare. And you just gather mare. And if you're living out that core belief, well, odds, odds your Dane is beaten there because they're getting defeated every time because they just keep picking up these wounds and no looking at them. And these wounds actually become you. These 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 wounds become become who you are. And if you've not got the right spiritual truth in you, well, it's awful hard to believe a lot of other stuff. So you're fighting two battles. You're fighting these wounds, but you're also fighting an internal battle. Maybe the internal battle saying, God doesn't really love you, son. Because you're not getting what other people are getting. But the only reason you're not getting other people are getting because you're still relying on your own works. You're just relying on self. 
So when you entangle all that together, it's no a nice picture. It's an exhausting picture. But the Bible, when we hear bits of the Bible, we just we jump on bits of truth will set you free, the truth will set you free, hallelujah. You know, that's not the case. The truth doesn't set you free. It's knowing the truth that sets you free. You know, and this is where the digging starts. But sometimes you, you dig in the wrong areas and you're still using your own tools to dig. And then it becomes a wee bit more enmeshed again, you know. So I, I find it hard to put into words because it's been my life and I've not got enough distance for it yet, you know. Tell us that, just that brief story. Tell them a wee bit of the context of 18, 20 year recovery. And then uh -huh. you heard the instruction in 2019 or 18. 2018. What was that instruction? <clears throat> the instructions was, uh, I was at a, a prayer meeting and a pastor turned around and said to me, he says, God's happy with you, Martin. He, he, he is happy with you, but you're using the wrong tools to plow the field. And I remember looking at the guy and, and I took the nip with him because I was like that. How can you... I'm no stupid. I know if you were ploughing a field, you would use a plough, you know. But as it materialised a wee while later, it was right. I was using the other rank tools. And the tools I was using was self-reliance. You know, the tools I was using were man-made tools, were man-made programmes. They were the tools I was relying on. These tools were actually to guide me towards God. But I, I, I use these tools for me to become God with my power, yeah. you know. And this, this is this is this was the revelation, and God's been working in me for two eighteen in the new to relinquish that power and to trust in Him and rely on Him. But it's been a battle. I mean, you know, where the rubber meets the road, mate. This yeah. is where it is for us all because, as you say, we can hear truths. And we can confess them and say, let everybody else think that's actually what we believe, but our actions tell us otherwise. Mm -hmm. Our conditioned way of thinking takes us back to the default. This is what I really believe. This is how I really want. Example, a boy uh, that's been written about us, it's right back into addiction. And, uh, you know, you could say, oh, this is all about his addiction. Or you could either put, put it into, no, this guy has had sufficient instruction, insufficient instruction about what's actually happened to him. Because the devil takes advantage, just like, you know, when I don't see, when I don't see what's what, what's coming against me, I, I can, I'm easily taken advantage of. I'm easily defeated and robbed of what God has already done for me. When I don't know what the word says, when I don't really know just what you're saying there, know it, abiding it, applying it, persisting in it, you know, and I don't hold fast to that. We are we are so easily manipulated into um, you know, the the you know, the old defaults that you're just you're just a loser, you're just you're never gonna get free of drugs, you're never gonna get free of mental health issues, you're never gonna get free of this. And we just resign ourselves, a bit like this boy, and a bit like they've talked about in the first week with the, with the pike. And it's profound, that that study, well, that pike, three weeks in this tank, 
Can he get the minnows? Take the screen away, and it doesn't even try because it has come. It's came to feel it's accepted. I can't get them. And that's it. The minnows, the inheritance is all on about us, but we just we we accept the default, and 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 that's what defines a life. Mm. And it is the biggest, hardest thing for any of us to actually relinquish to to renounce old ideas that were that were worshipped, were worshipped at these altars. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, we've bowed down at them, saying this is the truth. But you know. But it's like to be able to, and I mean that in the good and the bad, because you know, it's as it's, it's, it's we've been talking about, you know, somebody getting a pla- facial plastic surgeries to test and uh, discoveries are, are absolutely profound. They've been they've been changed to the point where their fr- friends and family don't recognise them, but they still see themselves as an ugly duckling, and then nothing's changed. You're going, how is that possible? But it's because, nothing to do with their physical appearance, it's because of their inner image and thoughts and judgments of themselves. When that is un- un- unchanged, doesn't matter what's happened on the outside. So it's the same as this. If I remain unchanged in my spiritual sight, my inner sight, my, my, my perspectives, even though, for instance, I'm a new creation, the old self was nailed to a cross with Christ. See if I, I can maybe say that. See if I don't accept that and believe that is true and act like it's true and claim it. See the inheritance that God's given me, I will never enter into it. I'll walk about believing the same old stuff, acting out in the same old stuff. And this, this what belongs to me and in my inheritance, I will remain untouched and unchanged by it. And that is, to me, the greatest tragedy. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. so, um, yeah. What be, what's your thoughts on that one? <clears throat> it's, it's, it's a greatest tragedy. It's a greatest tragedy in a few ways. It's a greatest tragedy that you've believed the lie, thinking that you were doing well. You know, it's a greatest tragedy putting all the works in and not receiving the inheritance. You know, there's there's lots of tragedies in there, you know, but we kind of get defeated by the truth. You know, and it doesn't matter when the truth comes, the truth comes, you know, and the truth is starting to come from me now because over the last four years, God has showed me that your reliance is, there's no work, Martin. Your lack of trust, there's no work, Martin. You know, you've gave it your best shot. You have run your best race, Martin, but it's no worked. When are you going to let me in and do what I was supposed to do from the very beginning? Uh, and I'm at that stage in my life now, you know? Uh, so it's like I'm actually feeling like a like a new Christian, but with a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of old ideas and baggage that has to get disentangled for and through doing this and through doing stuff that uh, <clears throat> I'm learning at college about all these, all these lies, all these, all these life scripts that was passed down to me, what we call generational brokenness or generational sin, I start to learn to disentangle for these because my stuff doesn't work, you know. And looking in the rang, looking in the rang wells, you know. 
you know, but you know, I've I've got a God there who loves me, who stood by me. I feel like that. See when that song the '99. That's what I feel. I feel as though I'm that one, you know. And there's always hope. I've never ever lost hope, you know. I've just looked for hope in the wrong places, you know. So to get to learn these spiritual truths at this age, at this stage in my life, it's a blessing. Because see all the stuff that went before, that is now going to be my message. That mess is going to be my message. And nobody else has to walk 22 years looking at wrong places. You know, because I can share my experience and people that are looking at the wrong places, they'll know, they'll know hear my truth, they'll feel my truth. You know, so this is no lost, this is no lost. This is just another stage in the journey. But I'm so glad that I've got, I've got friends like you and other friends who said eyes on me and we're like that. I think you maybe be just looking at that in the wrong way and no condemning me, but just guiding me and showing me and leading me, you know, take these spiritual truths I will receive, you know, and when I receive these truths, then the spirit can work through me and then we can go and help other other people who's who's been hoodwinked along the way, you know. Come on, bro. <clears throat> that's a great point, you know, and you feel like a new Christian, and that's the reality. I was reading this in another book, and, it, it, you know, this woman had been Christian for 30 years or something, and when she went over all the scriptures said about who she is in Christ, she said, I, I feel as if I'm just, but I'm just, this is on you. Because she dared to confess and claim what belonged to her all the time. So <clears throat> we'll close with prayer, encouraging those, those of you who are listening, who have never heard these things, have never heard about the importance of you praying for the spirit of wisdom and revelation, for the deep and intimate knowledge of God, that he would show you what's going on. You feel so defeated. Like me, I was utterly desperate. I mean, you, if I, I can't express this. That you can, Hopefully it can capture the utter desperation and helplessness I felt, powerlessness I was in, because I was I was beaten hell. I was in sinking sand and I was struggling. I was just, it wasn't working. But then to receive eyes that saw what was going on, that honestly, see the joy. I, if I could just put that in a bottle, I could be a millionaire selling that, you know. The joy I had now woke up in the morning. At that, I was fighting somebody and I could, ah, I was going, what? And I don't need to be dominated and controlled by him anymore. The only way he wins is we, if I don't fight, and this is what Paul's suggestion was to Timothy, listen, I, I've given you these prophetic intimation and instructions that by them and through them you would wage a good warfare. Mm. It was aided and helped, assisted, empowered by the instructions he received so that he could engage in a good warfare. And, and the good, it talks about First Timothy, fight the good fight. The mm. word good fight means you've got the required qualities to win. It's still a fight. You've still got an adversary who's out to steal, kill, and destroy you, who's mm. out to, to build a case against you, to accuse you, so that you'll just accept this and agree with us and just become totally subdued by it. That's what our, when you understand these tactics, you know where to address your efforts. So we're praying for those eyes to see these things in your specific situation. The eyes of your understanding would be flooded with light that you can say, I've got eyes to see. I can finally see what's going on. 
And with that sight, I'm able to then uh, direct my efforts to successfully overcome, to fight and to win. Um, for those that don't see and believe, don't believe which happened, uh, which, which happened in us, with inheritance we've got, I pray that, uh, that there's, a, there's a, a turning for that, that, that a, a real prayer that people's eyes would be open to see what's already belonging to them, that they would have the boldness to step up and believe what God says, our, what they've learned in the past, what their, what their, uh, you know, what their labels and what the, what the, the that man-made ideas say. We pray that you would, would, would uh, have the boldness to say, here's who God says that I'm and I dare. Mm -hmm. So we pray that today, and we, we thank you for light that leads to life for each person. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 This has been the Freedom Fighter Podcast. Thanks for listening, everybody. If you want to connect with our services or you want more info or details about upcoming events, connect with us online at www.freedomfighter.life or drop us an email at info at freedomfighters.life. Until next time, God bless you.